0: Tonight we're going to do a series of testimonies, I think three different testimonies, and uh, I have the privilege to introduce a great friend, uh, Randy Valentine, who I met randomly at a uh, farmer's market one random Saturday about two years ago, and I had no idea that he went to New Life Church, and even in our conversation I don't think we had mentioned that we went to New Life Church and saw him the very next Sunday, and now he's my business partner. And so I think God had a divine converging of worlds there that started about two years ago. So I'm excited to hear his testimony, excited to see uh, him share it tonight. Thanks, Josh. Um, I have probably about 45 testimonies to share but I think tonight I'll probably just share one, um, a brief one. And uh, I was asked recently to, to do this. So um, this is more about a transition uh, in my life that uh, Josh just alluded to. And uh, it all happened during this time of the net. And it was all kind of winding up over the last couple of years and leading up to this. And so I thought it was appropriate for me to share it uh, here tonight. So, but I want to start out by reading um, a verse from Second Corinthians and this is kind of the, the tone of what I'm going to share with you. It's uh, Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verses... I'm getting old. My eyes aren't as good as they used to be. That's uh, 16 through 18. And it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And so I want to talk about just listening and obeying. Um, I have a hard time standing still. So um, listening and obeying. I, I worked for a company called HISG uh, for about three years. And one of the things that they taught me there was... Uh, is. HISG stands for Humanitarian International Services Group. It's a humanitarian organization. I'll give you a few stories about that in just a moment. But it actually started out as his group. So it was a bunch of Christian guys who got together and a bunch of uh, professionals, business professionals, and they said, you know, we want to start a humanitarian organization. Uh, They went off and and prayed in separate places, all came back together, and they all received the scripture, James 1.27, pure religion before the Father, undefiled before the Father is taking care of widows and orphans in their distress, and also keeping yourself unstained from from the world. And so they started this group, and uh, they brought me on board about three years ago, and um, I had to travel a lot, and I had never traveled before in any of my jobs, really. I traveled around the states a little bit, but this job was going to take me around the world. Um, I've been to most countries in North Africa, uh, and many countries in the Middle East, and uh, to some of the worst places on the planet, Niger, Mali, um, some of the most incredible poverty that I've ever seen. Um, it, it, would, it would just blow your mind what happens there on a day-to-day basis. But I was there, and what they taught me was just listen to what God is telling you and just obey what he says to do. Listen and obey. Just over and over and over again. Uh, to the point where about nine months into to working there, um, I had been to uh, Malta for a, a conference and then went up to Beirut. And it was about a 14-day trip. And I'd never been gone from my family for longer than about three or four days prior to this. And I have two little boys at home. And uh, I was in Beirut, and I was sitting in a hotel room, and I lost it. I, was, I cried out to God. I was like, God, what am I doing? Why am I here? What, I'm in this hotel room in Beirut, of all places. I never thought I'd be in Beirut. What am I doing in Beirut? You know, who are these people that I'm helping? They don't agree with, with, my, with my Jesus, and, and it's just, it's, why, why am I here? And I just broke down and cried, and I was literally in my hotel room crying, and I, and I was sitting on the end of my bed, and I grabbed my pillow... And put my face on it because I was sobbing so loud. I didn't want my coworkers in the room next to me to hear me. And um, there was a little television in front of me. It wasn't on. And this was a, a Catholic place where we were staying. And there was a statue of Jesus on the wall behind me. And um, so I was crying, just crying out to God. I didn't know what to do. I looked up, and in the, the, in the television screen, I saw this reflection of Jesus on the cross. And I heard verbally um, Your boys don't need you, they need me. Listen to what I'm saying and obey what I'm telling you to do. I'm telling you to be here, and I'm telling you to do this for this time. Just do it. And it uh, gave me a lot of peace. That worked for um, several years, and God helped me to go see a lot of really interesting places and um, see a lot of interesting things, like visiting orphanages in, um, uh, in Niger and in Mali, actually. Um, coming home, actually, one day, I slipped up. I, I would share some stories with my boys, and but I'd be careful about what I shared with them. I wanted to teach them the importance of what we have is enough, and then God gives us everything. But then there were certain other stories that I didn't want to tell them about some of the poverty that I had seen, because they're a little young for that. But I slipped up one day and was telling them, um, talking about these boys and girls that don't have mommies or daddies. And my oldest son looked at me and said, they don't have a mommy and daddy, what do you mean? Where are they? And I was like, oh boy, now I've got to explain this to them. And I uh, told him that, you know, through either disease or um, sickness or other circumstances, um, these kids don't have parents, and they're left out on the street, and they have to fend for themselves. Unfortunately, there's these orphanages that take them in. Well, we went and visited one of these orphanages one day, and uh, we walked in, and there's this little boy, he's probably about three years old, just came up to us and was just happy as could be. You know, he's just glad to see us. He's, you know, hanging on to your pants and just, you know, wants you to hold them, and as you're walking around this place, there's probably 50, 60 kids in there, and it just smells like urine. There's kids sleeping on the floor. Um... It's just one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen. And uh, so we're walking out from that, and uh, the kid who was following us around just starts bawling. He just absolutely starts crying. So I turned to our guy who we were with, and I said, You know, what's going on there? And he says, Well, his life is basically everybody leaving him. And his parents, actually, his dad just came and dropped him off one day. said, I can't take care of you anymore. I'm here. And left. So seeing stories like that really just you know changed my world. But it was those bringing those stories back home, and and, and sharing those with my kids that were were huge. But listening and obeying to God. Um, about a year ago, uh, another interesting incident happened at our house, and this all actually ties together, believe it or not. I know it's kind of all over the place, but um, we had a bunch of friends over at our house, and um, all the kids were downstairs watching TV on a big screen TV that I had purchased. And it was back in the day when big screen TVs cost too much money. I could have gotten the same big screen TV today for like 500 bucks. But, um, at the time it cost like $3,000 and I was, um, all the kids were downstairs and they were watching a movie and uh, a couple of the kids, I think my boys included, when the bad guy came on the, the screen, they took a baseball bat and hit the flat screen TV and broke it. And, uh, not a big deal, whatever, broke the TV, you know, no, no big deal. So, um, my friend, my friend Josh, um, about a month or so later, says, uh, hey, I got something for you, to kind of, re, re, you know, make up for the TV, I'm like, dude, you don't need to do anything, don't worry about it, and he's like, come over to my shop, I want to show you something, so we go over to his shop, he was, he was teaching at Lewis Palmer at the time, and, uh, and he made this table for us, and brand new dining room table, and I was like, wow, thanks, this is really nice, thank you, and brought it home, put it in the house, and kept looking at this thing and I'm like, this is, there's something different about this thing. What is up with this table and what is it, what is my draw to this? And anyways, so this thing sat in our table for a long time and kept working at HISG. So this table's in our dining room. I'm working for this other company. And um, about a year or so ago, I started hearing um, God say, back off of travel. And I was like, but I can't back off of travel. That's my job. I'm averaging seven days a month. On the road, and uh, I can't back off of travel, and so I heard him saying that, and I, was, like, I didn't know what it meant. So, um, beginning of this year, had a couple of trips. One to Tunisia, and uh, was the most difficult trip that I've ever had. <laughs> um, lost luggage, uh, missed meetings, um, again, just missing the family. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. Came back and uh, wrote an email to my boss, and basically said, you know, I'm really struggling with travel. And um, can we talk about that and a few other things? And so, all the while, I've been praying, God, what do you mean? Um, travel less. I don't, I don't really know what this means. And so, um, I'm sitting at the table that Josh made for me. And um, every, day, every morning, I get up and pray at this table. And um, for a couple of years, I'd actually been praying to help start a small business or to start a small business. And I say, God, what does this mean? I don't know what this you know, all these things are kind of coming together. You want me to travel less, you want me to start a job or, or a business, and I just don't know what it all means. So the, about three months ago, um, it's what I call the trifecta occurred. <laughs> um, on about the same day, three things happened. Um, my wife and I decided to help out Josh and Jenica with their business on the side, and I was just going to keep working for HISG and just kind of help them on the side, and from a marketing standpoint, and uh, so we put together a proposal that we were, how we were going to help them and things we were going to do and stuff like that and um, that same morning uh, that we were supposed to meet with them, we were actually going to meet with them in the afternoon, I had my, a meeting with my bosses that day to go over this whole travel thing and, and what it was all about. Um, that morning when I was praying, um, I kind of had my head down on the table, you know, and I, and I lift my head up and like my eyes were opened up and God said, you need to work with these tables. And I said, that's great. but I then mean, That's what I'm going to do, but that's, I'm going to help part-time. But what does that mean? So anyways, I kind of put it in the back of my mind. went to my meeting with my bosses and we talked about the travel thing. And they said, you know, you're traveling seven days a month. Um, we need you to travel more like 10 to 12, maybe 14 days a month. Things are growing so fast. We need you on the road more. And it was one of those moments, this listen and obey moment, where I heard God say, I can't do that. And those words actually came out of my mouth in front of my bosses. I said, I can't do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I just say that? I, I, I'm going to lose my job. And, uh, and he said, you know what? I understand that. Take some time. Think about it. But we need you to travel more. And I knew leaving at that moment that I, I can't do that. Um, so I knew walking out of the office that day that I was going to leave HISG that afternoon, Josh and Jenica and, uh, and me and my wife are going to get together to talk about how we were going to have a partnership together and it's going to help them full time. So they came over and I showed this thing to them and I said, this is what we were going to propose, but I'm quitting my job. So I think we want to jump in full time with this thing. And um, so anyways, long story short is we have, uh, I left my job at HISG. Uh, I'm working now at a company that... Um, we're not bringing in a lot of revenue yet, (laughs) but hopefully we will, and, um, but it was, again, it was just listening to God saying, this is where I want you to go, so if I, when I heard him, yes, you're safe traveling, this is all good, I want you to start traveling less, I want you to start working on these tables, and it's been right here in front of me for years, and I'm also going to take care of you, because um, the business is actually going pretty good so far, and we're, we're, we're doing pretty well, and it was a risky decision? Absolutely. Um, I've always been in a safe job. I've always had a job where I go and, and get a paycheck, and, and uh, that's just what it does, and, and this, I don't get a paycheck. <laughs> so, so there have been a few battles in the last few weeks, and especially in the last few days, uh, between my wife and I, on uh, how are we going to pay the bills? We we'll don't have any money coming in. We got a mortgage to pay. What are we going to do? And I keep telling her, coming back to the same thing, it's like, Christy, what is God telling us? God told us to do this. Let's follow with it. Let's, let's you know, lean into God even more. Let's continue to do this. Let's listen to what he's saying. and Let's just obey what he's saying. So we'll sit down and pray and we'll ask for orders. Orders will come in. We'll uh, say, you know, we need you know, some extra finances from this area and it will just appear. We'll, we'll find a, um, an investment thing that we literally signed up for 10 years ago. We had no idea we even had. We'd totally forgotten about it. And something comes in the mail and says, hey, you've got this extra money. It's like, I, I didn't know we had that. Um, so God has been blessing us tremendously. And it all comes back to me, just what is God saying? What are those little words that he's saying in your, in your ear? And when he says those, just obey it and just do it and just go for it. I don't know where this is going to take us. Um, I don't know where we're going to be in a year. I hope, I'm, I'm working on a 10-year plan for this company. And uh, I hope to be here in 10 years plus. I just don't know. Um, but that's really what I just wanted to, to, to leave with you guys was, you know, take risk for, for good. And take risks for God. Just listen to what he's telling you to do and just do it. And, you know, it, it could be as simple as, hey, you know, turn left or turn right. Or it could be as big as, leave your job. Go do something else. Um, could be, walk up to somebody and pray for him. You know, could be you're sitting in the, the grocery store and you see, you know, you sense you need to go pray for it. Just go do it. God is going to bless that. And I know that he's got big, big things planned for all of us here. Um, and I know that, uh, that, you know, coming in here and sharing this with you guys was... Um, you know, something, like I said, I got a lot of other things I could share too, but this was something I really wanted to share with you guys and just encourage you as we go on out into the summer, just, um, just obey what he's telling us to do. Let's just, let's just listen to him um, and step out. And the last thing too is just let's just not be comfortable. Um, being comfortable is good, but I'm learning that being comfortable is really boring. <laughs> and uh, being uncomfortable is uh, it's definitely not boring. <laughs> so... Um, but anyways, that's, that's about it. Thanks for listening to my story, and I'll probably share more maybe next fall. I've got a lot of other things I could share with you um, that might be uh, interesting to you guys. So um, I'm going to pray just real quick, and then I'm going to introduce the next guy to come up here uh, to talk to us. So, um, Jesus, I just thank you, Father, that uh, you do speak to us. I thank you, God, that you, um, you're alive, and you are um, the, the powerful God, like Josh was saying, that when we speak your name, Jesus, just... <laughs> amazing things can and will happen. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I just pray that this night, you are just covering us tonight with your, with your blessings, God, with your love, with your power, Jesus, with your direction. And God, I just pray that we would all know how to hear that voice, um, that, that still small voice that we just hear sometimes, God, that we'd hear it and that we'd obey it and that it'd be pleasing to you, Jesus. And so, um, God, we thank you, we love you. And I pray this in your name, Jesus, amen.